Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit is rampant. You know me. I'm not a big fan of the the Fed, mm. the E, as it were. With good you reason. Know, I'm, I'm, I, well, I mean, you know, you know, I, I always try to tell people like it's not the wrestlers I dislike. It's the way the company does the wrestling and the way they handle just about everything else. Yep. Uh, now that said, when they do something that I think is fun and enjoyable, you know, I'll give them credit, despite them being a really shitty company. Uh, so I just want to sing my praises for uh, Elias's younger brother, Ezekiel. <laughs> yes, I am so happy that you're on board with this. I love it. I, I love it. I, it's, I, I, it's the perfect kind of dumb thing yes. that I expect and want from WWE. Like, but absolutely, it's them doing their thing well. Yes. Yeah. No. I I completely agree. Um. I I, I for some reason decided after WrestleMania. It's like a I, vaudeville. It's like a vaudeville skit. Kind of like I after yeah. having watched WrestleMania and having had things that I actually really quite enjoyed off of it. I thought, Do you know what, I'm going to give Raw a go for the first time this year. And the Ezekiel stuff was like my favorite stuff on the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't even. I couldn't even explain why because it wasn't like they did too much with it the first time. But I was just like, I think I that's like it. This. I don't. I can't explain why I like it. I think that's the but reason like why it. because it, and then they kept going. Yeah, because it's, it's not just, overdone. It's, yeah, the Cody, the Cody promo is good, but it's definitely not his best promo. Like you can tell, it's a WWE version of the Cody promo. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I haven't seen anything of of Cody that I've disliked, and uh, you know, cards on the table. All I've seen of Cody so far is what he did at WrestleMania and that first Raw after Mania. I've not gone back since, which that's more of an indictment on WWE just not being able to hold my attention past. No, that no, first yeah, week. yeah. I, I just read the results. Mm. Uh, typically, I just watch, I just watch AEW. Yeah, uh, I really wanted to go to Forbidden Door, but it's the same weekend as CEO. Hmm. So that's a no go for me. But I will be watching it. Uh, man, it's the the wrestling world's pretty pretty f- enjoyable right now. You know, give or take. Yeah. Like, I'll be real with you. Mo- most WWE stuff, I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like their their heel turns are all the same. I was actually going to talk about edge and damien priest (laughs) and like i like i like the visual i like the new theme yeah you know like he looks cool but the motivation for it is always like it's the same thing it always is which is like the fans betrayed me well they well they didn't Mm, yeah it's they just don't i just don't care but that that's a wwe problem across the board yeah you know motivation is an issue yeah, it's like it's like I had someone I I got in a debate with somebody because they were like, oh, see, good wrestlers get championships. Like, look at Ricochet, and I'm like, you know, Ricochet hasn't won a single match since he won that belt, right? <laughs> it's a sad truth. He's I getting can't believe Mysterio, that. Like so fucking hard. Oh man, like I I feel so bad for Ricochet because it feels like ever since he moved up from NXT, it's just been one thing after another. And oh, that 
that said, I think NXT 2.0 is a fascinating car crash. I do you know what the thing about NXT 2.0? It's not like I'm a religious viewer of it or anything. I haven't watched NXT religiously I, I, since it was black and gold. I guess I am. I guess I am because it's it's. I watch it every week now, <laughs> and I stopped watching Black and Gold because it was. Mm. It felt like it was just spinning the wheels near the end. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. But the thing is, most of the criticism that I heard for NXT 2.0 was the presentation. Like, oh, it's too bright, it's too colourful, this, that, the other. It looks like a edition of some talk show that I've fucking never heard of because I'm a Brit. Um, that's how I feel about main roster WWE. Like, you know those mm. big CGI things that they do during oh, entrances now? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I fucking, I hate them. <laughs> I fucking hate them. They drive me nuts. The Roman Reigns one they looks fucking, like he's taking a dump. It, it's it's creepy. It's a big <laughs> fucking creepy giant guy. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I, I actually quite like the NXT presentation. Like, I think because of the fact that it feels like a modern day take on the NWA style of small studio with fans like brightly lit and very clearly they're not trying to be um, like super, super swish about everything, you know? I don't know. I, I just like it. and I, I think that since they transitioned into it, the storylines kind of feel like they're going places, like you said, where NXT didn't really feel like it was, like it felt like it was this. spinning its wheels. I, I would say this. Everything feels intentional, mm. but it's noisy and messy and totally all over the place. I kind of like the noise and the mess. Of well, the well, I, I was going to say, I was going to say, I've been, I've been rewatching, I've been watching OSW. Right, mm. and uh, they they did a few episodes on like late two thousands TNA, and everyone like talks about how bad that era is, but then I'm watching those old OSW episodes, they're like, this is a good show. It's just noisy and messy and all over the place, but at least it's things are happening, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like even a pay per view with like one terrible match that everyone remembers will have a bunch of good matches. Mm. But people remember the bad ones more than, you know. So, like, Felipe, for example, like, I'll talk about it with Felipe. Felipe's like, I can't watch Impact. I just can't watch Impact. I'm like, I watch Impact every week. Impact's great right now. I would like to be able to watch Impact, but I can't because they just can't. I, mean, I, can't. They... I have a, I have a, I have, I have a source. Oh, no, it's fine. It's just, but it's supposed to be on Pluto TV over here, right? I tweeted. I don't know. I tweeted Pluto I, I, TV I don't today. Have cable. I just use I just use one of those uh, helpful websites. No, I get website. you. I get you. I mean, to be fair, there is actually an Impact website, like official website that I think I can watch the shows on. But yeah. it's just they, you know, Pluto TV are supposed to be the people that have it in the UK or at least in Europe. I don't fucking know. And I tweeted mm-hmm. them today saying, "What channel is it?" Because Pluto is one of these websites or, uh, or you know, and or apps where it's live TV, but it's over the internet. It's free to watch. You watch adverts, stuff like that. Um, if you miss it, you've missed it. It's gone, which is refreshing because I ended up watching most of Star Trek Discovery season, season three, season four. I think we're season think four now. Two no, four, no, we're know. past two. Um, at the end oh, of no, two, they thinking, jumped into I was the future. Of Picard. I, I was thinking oh, yeah, yeah. I've I've been watching Picard and enjoying it. Um, I'm not, I'm not a fan. 
I, At least in the first season. I've heard the second season is much better. I can understand why some people didn't like the first season. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I, I despise I despise Discovery. <laughs> Fair. I think it just fundamentally, I think it just fundamentally isn't Star Trek at all. I disagree. You know, if someone li- if someone likes it's 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 all about the action. It's all about boom boom. It's more like the movies. You know, it feels like uh, it feels more like the 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 J.J. Abrams films. Hmm. And the but then the show, the, the show, the show the late very TNG much is about like movies. solving problems without violence if necessary. The late TNG you know, movies like, were the same. Um, yeah, but, but but that's the thing is that they're movies, so you can get away with it, you know. Because and actually, you to, actually, you know, it's a short run here's the here's the thing. Like everyone says, and I, I'm coming into this um, particular discussion ill-equipped, but I'm I'm gonna bat my corner anyway. Having gone through the entirety of the original series and then having gone through the first half of TNG to this point, I can categorically tell you the narrative that Star Trek is all about finding the peaceful solution wherever possible is bullshit. Oh, no, it fails. (laughs) Because the original series... It is about that, but it fails a lot of the time. No, it does fail a lot of the time. Yeah, you got The original series, they're constantly killing motherfuckers. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's, 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 I, well, the original is not my favorite. I'm not a big fan. No, but this is the thing. If you're going to talk about respecting what Star Trek is, you have to go from what the original was. People can't make their minds up and say, oh, TNG is the blueprint that we should be aspiring to. Because although it might be what it we, is, no, it, it is. is. Don't get me wrong. Like, I like TNG more than I do the original series, but make it so. I think that if you're talking about a franchise and what it should be and, and, you know, there, there's what the fans think it should be, and then there's what it actually fucking was, which is what Gene Roddenberry was responsible for for seasons one and two of TOS and the first two seasons of TNG. And even the first two seasons of TNG, apart from the there will be no such thing as interpersonal uh, drama between crewmates, which thankfully they fucking got rid of that once he walked. Um, they, you know, it, it, the original series was all about Okay, we're going to kill this thing because we can't find any other way out of it. Like the number of the times Gorn. that they didn't even, yeah, the Gorn, they didn't even try peaceful. Uh, yeah, you know, so, no, a lot a of the flawed, time, it's a it's a flawed show. Yeah, it's a flawed it's show, a flawed but show. that's the beauty of it is that yeah. he didn't come to this realization that what he wanted from the future. What what his ideal view of the future was was that you know that there, there is no hunger, there is no poverty, uh, you know money is not a thing that people have in the twenty fourth century or twenty third century with with TOS. You know he hadn't come to that realization until they were doing the treatment for TNG. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest with you, as much as I again as much as I love TNG, I kind of really like the fact that TOS was is this half-baked thing where he had general ideas of what the future was but he hadn't nailed it all down yet because it feels like a much more raw and unfiltered version of the future like there are still issues in the future you know you've you've got Dr. Daystrom who, which which would you which which do you prefer do you prefer TOS or, or TNG Oh no I already said I prefer TNG but there's something about TOS your, that I really now, which like. Is your, which is your favorite in general? Because for me, it's Deep Space Nine. Uh, do you know what? I watched a lot more TNG growing. I think this this is what the answer comes down to for a lot of people. It's what you saw more of growing up. 
Oh, I saw oh, a I, lot I grew, more. I grew up more. I actually grew up more with TNG, right? Mm. But then the follow up was Deep Space Nine. Yeah. And I just, it's, you know, it's funny. Deep Space Nine is probably one of the more cynical seasons of Star Trek. Oh, it is absolutely I mean, it has a very pessimistic and, and pessimistic and kind of like realistic tone. Yeah, yeah, um, it, of course but, it is. Yeah, but it's still, but it still ends up being idealistic. Mm. Which is what I appreciate about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a lot of times TNG feels very preachy. Yeah, no, of course and it is because it's the eighties. DS Nine tries to drop it completely. Well, because T- TNG it. was still dealing with uh, the Gene Roddenberry, um, yeah, you know, aesthetic, the, the his ideas in the first two seasons, and then they couldn't go too far away from that. No, um, straight too far. But then DS Nine, hello Tyler. Hey guys. Um, DS9 had the advantage of being a completely clean slate and literally like the first episode, Cisco basically tells Picard to go fuck himself, which is, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, the perfect way to set yourself apart from TNG by saying, mm-hmm. Hey, look, yeah, we're set in the same universe and we all get Jake, along. Let's go play some baseball. <laughs> Gold press Latinum. I love Cisco. You know, I like, yeah, the Cisco's baseball pretty episode, cool. Even the campy DS9 episodes are so good. Like the baseball one is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No, DS9 is great, and I did enjoy it a lot when it was on. But TNG for me is the one that that's I'll one. always kind of default to, and that's even despite so any- the fact that I've talked about TOS being the blueprint of of which. Again, I when people say that this thing isn't Star Trek and this thing isn't Star Trek. I wish that they would be more honest with the fact that TOS didn't really know what it wanted to be a lot of the time. And you, you can't really. That, we've got a plug. We got a plug here. Uh, plug our sponsors. Uh, thank you for joining Trek Talk, your international <laughs> Star Trek podcast. <laughs> and remember, Blue Chew, when you can't get it up, when you have a Blue Chew. Your going, uh, get your jaw jacking. Blue Chew. Yeah, yeah, get your jaw jacking. Uh, if you Tyler, can't jack it, you. jack your jaw. <laughs> An okay. important question. How much did you watch?